Alright, let's go. <clears throat> this podcast contains, uh, explicit language, adult beverages, delicious tobacco, and, what's that say? Flagrant misuse of dice? What does that even mean? Who the hell wrote this? To hell with it. I need a drink. Huh? Oh, okay, whatever. <clears throat> this is the Dice and Pipes podcast. Welcome to the worldwide leader in D&D Warhammer tobacco pipes whiskey discussions. The Dice of Pipes podcast. What's going on, Chris? How are you? I might have to call my wife to pick me up. How many episodes would you say we've recorded? 20? Probably. Okay. We've done a lot. Yeah. You know, before we just started doing this just now, mm-hmm. I had to look at my headphones and remember what side <laughs> it went on. No, come on. Stop. I put it on and I felt the cord from the headphones yeah, rubbing yeah. against my right cheek. I'm like, this feels weird. You're like, no, this is wrong. I don't know wrong. if you were paying attention. I took them off and looked at them real quick. No, I'm because... Like, oh, wait, yeah, it goes on this side. I'm very, I'm very drunk. <laughs> I'm almost drunk. I'm not very drunk. I'm almost yeah. drunk. I will say... Yes. That water... I need to drink. Looks delicious. Do you want some? No. It's just, it, it's it, the condensation is... I don't want to ruin the table, though. Hold on. No, no, no. This, this table was free. Oh. All right, so we're good. Yeah. But I fucking, did... I've smashed a fucking egg timer on this table. Like, whatever. Uh, that is a very good point. With a hammer, mind you. Yes. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. No. Okay. I'm done with that pipe, by the way. Uh, find us on the Instagram, YouTube. No. No. We were just talking about YouTube. We were talking Ooh. about it. Ooh, we're not, we're not there yet. Uh, what do these fucking assholes look like? That's what the whiskey dicks out there are saying. They want to know. What do we look like? They want to know. Because when you hear a voice mm-hmm. in a world of sight and sound, you get an image of what the person looks like. What do you think they think we look like? Okay, so I, here's what, we're going to do a little experiment. Okay. I'm going to close my eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Close your eyes. And I want you to... To talk a soundscape to me. A soundscape? Give me a soundscape of your voice. You, and I'm going to picture what you look like. You want me to paint a picture of what I might look like? Yes. So right now, as I sit here, mm-hmm. I, I, I fail to bring any sort of uh, like like mechanism by which I can take my tobacco, place it on prior Stop. to what? what? You to, look like mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you have... Okay. There's a plane flying overhead. Uh, I picture you with long chestnut hair. Very sexy. And for some reason, you're like like Penn Jillette. You have one fingernail painted. Dude, you're nailing this so far. Yeah. And you have gold fronts in your teeth. <laughs> That's what I picture. You mean my grill? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You have, you have a gold grill. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> All right, my turn. Okay, I'm sorry. Hold on, hold on. Pause. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on. Okay, let me get ready here. Hold on. Okay. My eyes are closed. 
Um, oh, I got a text message. No, no, no. Don't focus I have, on that. I have undies for you. They're in the dryer. Thank you, honey. All right, stop. That painted the picture. Collaborate and listen. Ice is back with the brain. Okay. So I'm going to read for you a passage from Demon War Saga, Volume 1. What the fuck is Written by R.A. Salvatore. <clears throat> okay. Pony. Should I just stop you when my image yes. is complete? Yes. Okay. Pony awoke in darkness and started to rise, only to slam her head against unyielding wood barely two inches above. Stop. I'm good. Unyielding wood? I have this I have this figured out. That might be the name of this episode. <laughs> Unyielding wood. Unyielding wood. <laughs> All right. Go for it. Okay. Tell the people what I look like. This is what you look like. You always wear cargo shorts. You have a beard that is brown and not overly curly, but one that you need to use rubber bands to contain. It extends from your chin down past your nipple line. You tend to not wear a shirt. (laughs) Yes. I think you're cheating. No, I have my eyes closed. Um, You wear tube socks with the double colored band at the top. And your feet are slipped into a pair of Converse sneakers. The checkered kind? Of course. Or solid black. No, no, no. These are checkered with the flat sole. Three-quarter length. Nailed it. Yep. When I was in middle school, mm-hmm. I was a big fan of soap shoes. Soap shoes? I've yeah. never soaps, heard of we called them. You called them soaps. What, what were soaps? So picture... Oh, that's what it was. So picture. Soap. Picture the bottom oh. of a shoe. Mm-hmm. At the arch of the foot mm-hmm. was a piece of, I think like wax... What? That would help with... Wax? That would help like beeswax? Kind of. That would help with grinding. Like for <laughs> those of us who were into freestyle walking. It, like parkour. Before it was parkour. It was, Free- it was freestyle walking. Freestyle... Oh, oh, hold on. This was a real thing? Because oh, I've, I've never heard of this. Yes. Freestyle walking. Yep. Free. I, I don't understand how you can marry those two terms together. Well, I understand so, what walking is. Yeah, you right. Right. People do it all the time. Now let's say let's say you're walking down the mall, the main corridor. You'll often find um, mm. trees and shit like that in uh, in planters. You'll find benches here and there, to and fro. Right. So somebody who's walking will just be holding possibly some Christmas packages. Yes. And just leisurely strolling down the main alley of the mall. 
those of us who had soaps and were into freestyle walking would run. And then when we saw that bench. So you're not walking. No, we're running. So freestyle running. And we would jump onto the bench and utilizing the wax on the bottom of our soles of our shoes, we would grind across the, the bench and dismount and continue un- unabated by obstacles in our way. It really was a cultural revolution. Yeah, how many people do that today, you think? Only the best. Only the best. Um, now, I'm going to say I really don't frequent malls all that often. I don't... So you would run, you, you personally, yes. like you, you were involved in freestyle running. Freestyle running. Freestyle I'm sorry, movement. freestyle walking. Freestyle movement. We can call it by its present-day nomenclature, which is... Nomenclature. Uh, f- why can I not like, say that word? Like Norm MacDonald... How, Nomen- how do you say it? It's no, no, there's no nomenclature. Why. Nomenclature. Why do I all I always say nomenclature? And as I'm saying, I know it's wrong, but I can't. You just figure it out. You just keep going with it. You roll with it. So here on the Dyson Pipes podcast, uh, anytime you fuck up a word, you have to roll. Uh, on on this end of the show, we're rolling a d20. You need a uh, not like Brian. You don't roll on the floor. You're gonna roll on the table. It has to be a uh, greater than ten, and you're saved. Less than ten, your fucking ass is drinking. I'm using Glenn's No, dice. come on, really? Glenn is on my side. What, what, did he, what did he provide you? You're a fucking disaster right now. You could take Glenn for the episode. What happened? He's, oh, he's on your side. Come now. on, really? Yes. Yes. Excuse me, here, you can take that dial. I dropped, I dropped a 20 and picked up a 6. No way. It's like magic. Come on, Glenn. Hold on, let me, uh, let me just position him. There we go. Glenn is with you. May he serve you well. Well, Glenn's going to do me right because, you know, I, I, I focus on Glenn. I pet Glenn, you know? So what was your fucking jerky question? Uh, no, I was asking you, uh, you. You participated in this freestyle walking in the mall. So what, what kind of wax did you put on your shoes? Because it was pre-built. I'm not sure what kind of wax it was. Wait, hold on. So the sneakers that you bought already had the wax put yeah. on them? Yeah, they were soap shoes. Wait, where would you find these? <gasps> Excuse me. <laughs> Pardon me. I think I got mine from Turbo. What was Turbo? Turbo was kind of like a knockoff. Knockoff isn't the right word. Like a independently owned version of like Spencer's. Okay. And they sold shoes that had an arch in them that had like a wax, like like surfboard wax. Like when it ran, did, did it run out? Did you? Did you have to like provide new wax on them? Like I think so. After they, yeah, here they are. Soap shoes, grind shoes, nineties, three hundred nineteen dollars. Holy fuck! You should have saved yours. Here's what they looked like. Yeah, hold on. So you see, like at the arch of the foot, right, uh, is like a block of wax. They yeah. called it soap. I, like I don't know what it was made out of. Truth be told, uh, my my hardcore parkour days didn't last very long. No? No, I found the leather pants to be more my speed. Yeah, and you also realize that there were these uh, creatures out there. They were called girls. You know, it might have prevented you at the time from running in the mall, jumping on benches. 90s Brian didn't think so. Nah. 
Nope. I cannot wait to do an episode. A nice little retro episode about the 90s. Girlfriends, music, the mall, things like that. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, can I tell you that I have gotten no sleep in the past few days? None whatsoever. Are you developing insomnia? It, no, there's like these different things that are Stop. just... Stop. Cha- can I have a sip of that water? I've You've changed, changed your mind. I changed my mind. It's, you need the water now. It's lo- I'm, it's it calm. looks really good. I'm not going to give you any cooties. There you go. No, I thank you. That's quite all right. This should be on a commercial, this water. Why? What's the matter? I don't, it, it, look at that. It, it does look fucking look, delicious. You can see the, the one drip going down. Do you have a camera that works. I have a fucking... <laughs> poor, I have a poor man phone. Take a picture of it. Dude, it is like dripping off the bottom of the uh, the bottle. Don't this plug is... the company, by the way. Take the, the other side. You put your thumb over it, but not, you actually have a giant fucking thumb. Look at that. The glistening water. Thank you. Yes. That is what the doctor ordered. Good, 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 good. Yeah. No, it's not like I have insomnia. It's just there are these like different things in life that have just been popping up, and it, it's, it's really been preventing me from sleeping. Recently, it's been the uh, tool. Which tool? Well, not like a tool that you keep in the shed or like in a toolbox. Oh, like the yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. posted this on Instagram a while ago. Yeah, let's talk about this. Ah. So I, um, I was... What's somewhere in between a tool fan and like if they're on the radio, I would listen. Okay. I think I had um, anemia, right? That's how you pronounce that. Anemia. Anemia, right? right anemia. Right. Yeah. I had that album. I had the shirt from that album. Uh, the shirt is actually what got me into the band, which what, sounds weird. The eyes or the box with the. Uh, nope, neither one. Oh, which one? It, it said just tool on the front in, um, I think, steel colored letters. And on the back was the picture of the guy blowing himself. Oh yes, yes. Now, do you remember the cover? Yes, where you it would, would like it was like a hologram. holographic. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was very cool. Uh, so I saw that shirt, and I'm like, "What the fuck is Tool?" Uh, oh my god! And I found out it was a band. Yes, and the song "Anima" is one of my favorite songs of all time. Get out of here! Yeah, oh, that's cool. It's it's obviously my favorite Tool song because I'm like a borderline fan. Um, but it is one of my favorite songs of all did, time. I'm sorry. Did you just say that you're a borderline fan? Like, I, I never really got into them that much. I, oh, okay. I don't know much beyond that album. Okay. Uh, and Tool sounds... We were talking about this before. Tool reminds me a lot of Typo Negative in that a lot of their album, from what I can discern, not every song is actually a song. There's a lot of, like, weird shit in between the actual songs. Correct. Um, which, right. whatever. Like, that doesn't bother... In the age of, like, Spotify, like, that's irrelevant now. Um... Yeah, well, I mean, when you bought an album, you know, um, for those before Spotify, you know, you picked up a CD, you would listen to it, and, you know, granted, with a CD, you were given, afforded the opportunity that you could skip the track, but if you listen to it in its entirety, they're just trying to tell their own little story. Whether or not you like it, at least with the CD, or like you had mentioned on Spotify, like you can skip through it. I was in Brooklyn. I'm sorry. Um, last week. Not I'm sorry I didn't hear you. I'm sorry that yeah. you were in yeah. Brooklyn. I was in Brooklyn like last week or the week before, um, and there's uh, this Dunkin' Donuts, and this man was coming out of this Dunkin' Donuts, and he was a midget, listening. That hold on, that's not right. You can't. You're say right. That. He was a dwarf. Uh, no, that's not right either. You can't say that. He was primordial. No, primordial. 
That's like ooze. No, he was a little person. And he was listening to a discman. Oh, wait, hold on. So the equipment that he was using was in the 90s? I mean, I'm not sure when he bought it. Well, I'm sure, like, you listened to, a, like, a Sony Walkman, right? Back in, like, the 90s. Yeah. All right, so he was a, he was a midget. Go ahead. And? So you saw this guy. He's coming out of where in Brooklyn? Uh, Dunkin' Donuts. All right, so he steps out of Dunkin'. The midget's wearing a fucking Sony Walkman. Uh, Discman. I'm sorry, Discman. Yeah. I just thought that was bizarre. Well, you don't see many people uh, no. with a Discman no, strapped to their hip. No. It must have looked fucking huge on him. And I feel bad because I think he thinks I was staring at him because of how teeny tiny he was. You and it's worth were. noting that I'm almost seven feet tall. Like, I'm a big dude. Uh, mm. So I'm staring... I'm staring at this uh, gentleman and he's giving me the screw face because he thinks that I'm... Screw face! Him screw face! He thinks that I'm fucking staring at him because he's a tiny person. Yeah. Uh, when in actuality, I'm fascinated at the fact that he had a, a discman. And what I was staring at were two things. One, the brand, because it wasn't Sony, right? Because Sony discmans just were gray, and it's just at Sony. That's all. There's the only writing on it. But what I was looking for, and this is so fucking stupid. Here's how my sick brain works. Mm-hmm. I was looking to see how long his anti-skip mechanism was. And how would you even know that? Because it, they would promote like 30 second anti skip, 60 second anti skip technology. Oh, so it was the branding on the, right. on the actual. I was looking skip. to see how long his anti skip technology was. Did you see it? No. That's what I was staring at when I realized that he realized I was staring. Because you, you were really staring at his stature. That's what he thought. No, that's not what you were staring at. No. You I was. Were, you, you were looking at the branding on the discman. Yes. Okay. What, I, what, what brand was it, by the way? I don't know. Hmm. If I had to guess, like a Kenwood. A Kenwood. I remember Kenwood. Yeah. Iowa. Iowa was a big one. Yep. I had a Kenwood disc changer in my car. Really? 12 disc changer in the trunk. Okay. I don't know if they're still around. They're not. I have no idea. I doubt it. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, I'm not sure. They make good speakers. I remember they they were very big into the speakers. But he was probably Mm -hmm. listening to Tool, if I had to guess. So you're saying little people... Listen to Tool. Don't make assumptions of what I'm saying. I'm just saying he was probably listening to Tool. Well, why would you assume that? To bring it back to your conversation about Tool. All right, I'm trying to run a fucking radio program here. You're fucking good. This is why we work well together. (laughs) (laughs) So, Tool, I I would think by the time this, well, I know for a fact, by the time this releases, the new album is going to be out. And I'm a Tool fanboy, so you're yeah. you're a Tool. You're jumping on the on the wagon. You you've got me listening to them more than I ever have. Yeah, they are, in my opinion, um, dude. I I just I love them. And and I was explaining to to you, Brian, that when this new uh, when the single came out off of their new album, um, this Fear Inoculum, there were a couple of days that we were unable, just based on on whatever shit that was going on at work that we weren't able to drive in together. And the only thing that I listened to on the way into work and the way home for like two solid days. So that's about the total of about six hours is the one fucking song that they released. Now, how long is the song? 10 minutes. 10 minutes. So if we're going six hours, uh, that's 360 minutes. So I listened to the song 36 times, which is not enough. (laughs) I, I could listen more. And now I'm just. It's a cool. Junkie. Like, 
it'd be like in reality, it would be easy to make fun of something like that. Like especially us, like breaking each other's balls. But that that likens it back to the days when you knew that your favorite band was releasing an album, and they yeah. would release. I would go into Coconuts, my local uh, music store. Okay, yeah, yeah, and uh, they would really you'd find like hot new singles, right? And and not women uh, CDs and EPs. I think they were called right was EPs. That? Yeah, and singles. Same shit. Yeah. yeah, and you would see like I remember distinctly. <laughs> Not to make it a tangent about this, but I saw uh, the sing- the EP for uh, Reload from Metallica, and it had fuel. What a great band. <laughs> it had Fuel, Memory Remains, and Unforgiven 2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I, I picked that up because I, I like Metallica, despite my greatest efforts on this radio program. Uh, I would see EPs from Dream Theater, you know, EPs from the bands that I like. Right. And I knew the, the album was incoming, and so I would do the same thing, dude. I, it's funny because I, I I forced "Memory Remains" to be one of my higher ranked Metallica songs because I listened to that fucking song so much. And in the grand scheme of things, it's like one of their worst songs. Yeah, off of a, one of their worst albums. Yeah, I would agree with that. But yeah. for some reason, just that repetition of hearing that song over and over again. Yeah. Um, in between, f- fuel is all right, I guess. Uh, no, it really isn't. <laughs> and like, I'm a Unforgiven too. No, like, that's that sucks too. Budget fame, you wrote me, got insane, <laughs> but the memory remains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Like, why do they have to fucking, why do they have to bring in that mutant to do that fucking noise? Why? Ash to ash, dust to dust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh. Um, yeah, dude. Uh, even the black album. Well, uh, we we have to save this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We have. To That's why this. I said I don't want to make it a. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't want to go too crazy. Into uh, so this. we listen to Fear Inoculum yes. thirty six times minimum, at, at least. No, no, no. That's just thirty six times, just in the car. Then, you know, I cut my grass so one day. That takes 50, about like two hours, you know. 50 is closer to nah, maybe 100. 100. Yeah. I now, in my head, I know every every fucking change that they make in that song, musically. Like with their clothes? No, musically. Oh. No, not like, you know, it's not a, it's not a play. <laughs> you know, we're not going from act one to act two. Let's okay. go change and recreate the set. No, no, right. no. Okay, gotcha. Musically speaking within that song, I know every change. It's a sickness. But just, it's also been 13 years right, since yeah, a, you're a right. Tool album has come yeah. out. Like, this is probably, and, and I remember being a kid and, you know, like anticipating album releases. Like, this is, this is probably the most excited I've, I've been for a new album. And for those of you out there, if you go on, um, if you go on YouTube, you can actually find, and it's, it's really sad, but you, you go on YouTube, not to like buzzkill the show, but you, if you go on YouTube and you find uh, uh, videos of the lyrics of that song, the comments are fucking depressing. Like, oh, dude, it's been 13, al- uh, 13 years since an album's come out. Like, how many people do you think have died waiting for a Tool album? And it's like, oh, my God, dude, this is fucking horrible. <laughs> but I picture Tool fans being like that. Oh, hardcore. Because I've been to Tool concert. Yeah. I, I should, a Tool concert. Yeah. And they were like this weird hybrid of, and I don't want to disparage the good goddamn name of Tool fans, but... They were like this weird conglomeration of like emo and metal kids. 
Yeah, because they're kind of progressive. So you, yeah. you, you kind of get like a, a different kind of... It's not like a normal metal show. What are you looking up? The YouTube video? No, no, no. Oh. Uh, I'm just... I'm doing a... Um, they're like a... Pro, it, like I view Tool fans as like a progressive metal version of like Slayer fans. You know? They're just their own entity. They're fucking crazy. You know? They're die hard. They live and die by the band. And look, you know, I, I, I can't fault them for that. No, I, I was talking about one of my most memorable concert experiences was a Tool concert, and it was for um, La- uh, what was the album that had uh, Schism and Lateralis? Lateralis, yeah, yeah. I guess it was probably the launch of that album. Okay. So I you would probably know better than me how long ago that was. Um, oh, man, let's see. Well, it was 19 years ago. Dude, that album came out fucking almost 19 years ago. Okay, so it was that show. And I remember, <clears throat> again, only liking Anima. I was hoping that I would hear my one of my favorite songs of all time. Right. And they strictly played songs from that album. Right. Um, and then their encore, they played one song, and it was Opiate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. I guess is a pretty popular song. Yes. Uh, but in between their final song and their encore, they did, in my mind's eye, in my memory, it was like 20 minutes of just this intense bass tune. Just and it went for it felt like 20 minutes people were puking and I felt my guts like vibrating yes and after like five minutes I'm like oh, I'm starting to fucking feel some kind of way and <laughs> I started getting like the meat sweats yes I'm like this is not good but I know they're going to play a song and I'm, I'm praying it's going to be that song Anima right um, which I guess in the pantheon of Tool songs it's pretty good but it's not up there up there right uh, I like what is it 36 and 2 or some shit like that 46 or, and 2 that's yeah, it yeah. yeah like that's yeah. like I, like it's always on the top of the well, list. Well, right. It, it's one of their more like commercialized okay. songs. Um, uh, but not being a super f- Tool fan, I didn't know. And I listened to this fucking this this bass. It was making me feel like I said some kind of way. And uh, Maynard, right? That's his name. Yeah, yeah. James. Refused to look at the crowd the entire concert. Had his back to the crowd. Had his back to the crowd the entire concert. And we were sitting on the front left. Uh, front stage left, and I could see like at the f- like front left quarter of his face, and his face was painted black, just on the off chance. Yep, somebody got a quick peek; they still wouldn't see what he actually looked like. Um, yeah, they say I, he I, he suffers from anxiety, which is amazing because you watch him do interviews, and and he seems like dude, he's a normal human being. Like he, he's. You know, he's had like anybody else. He's had a shitty life growing up. You know, there are things in his life that affected him the way that there are things in your life or my life or anybody who's listening their life that affected them. And, um, you know, he's just the type of person that's been able to use his experiences and put them into words and be able to yeah. to create these just incredible lyrics. Yeah. Um, so you almost shit yourself. There's yeah. people throwing up all over the yes. place. You no, hope I mean, that they're going to play the this place, song. But enough no, no, no. It was it's just noticeable. mass vomiting. Yes, yes. Just the the fl- the floors of this of this venue coded. that you're at, just coated, coated and vomit. It was like being in Nurgle's palace. <laughs> <laughs> so there's Nurgle's pustules. They're just yeah, bursting all over the everywhere. Place. Yeah. Okay. Um. And they didn't. They did not play that song. No, they played. Oh, I think right opiate. opiate you yeah. said, and uh, and that's it. But I'm sure you left that concert feeling like, wow, this was a. Um, I never. I do. I I have the imagery in my mind crystal clear. Yeah. Um, the entire concert, there was this one screen up on uh, one either stage left or stage right. And the entire time, it was just slowly a snake eating itself. Yes. Like in a circle. And 
by the end of the concert, it finally started back at the beginning again. That's cool. That that screen never changed. There were screens everywhere. It, it's yeah, a concert. Yeah. So there's screens doing all kinds of weird shit. This right. one, almost like a countdown, and it never stopped. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get more into Tool when the album releases, and obviously we uh, record after the album release. Um, but anyway, yeah. I mean, listen, if you want to do a special edition episode just for that album, like we can cut Oh, we totally in. do that. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm yeah, fine yeah. with that. Yeah. Maybe what we can do is we could save that and do our special, our, uh, our music oh, episode. We could do our retro yeah. music. Okay. Th- that would be fun. Very good. Well, all this talk about music. We, we didn't even talk about like what you're drinking or smoking. We didn't? Nope. I'm sorry. I totally hijacked it. I oh, went right man. Tool. Uh, yeah. I got a Brigadier Black uh, Bull Run still in my ar- aromatic pipe and my, my goblet of uh, Buchanan's over here. Yes. Yeah. Nothing's changed from no. last week. Same thing with me. Yeah. I still have the. Uh, the regimental smooth six twenty four with uh, the Arango Tang um, Vulcan Supreme, excellent. Uh, well, we have a great gameplay session lined up for you. It's a tortoise, by the way. Uh, and this is a series of episodes um, that uh, we did a little bit. We, we, this is the first time I realized. That it has been a while since we've played D&D, like, on a regular basis. Right. This is the first time where, like, it, it started getting mechanics heavy, and we realized after the fact that we kind of fucked things up. Um, but I, I, it was a fun session, nonetheless. Uh, and this, I believe this session is going to pick up with uh, Harrison making the tough decision to trek through the mountains. And we start this epic mountain adventure yes but before we get into all that i'd like to propose a toast now i had a toast lined up and i all this talk about music i'm calling it audible i'm actually going to propose a toast about something i know nothing about but i hate more than life itself shoegazing music okay it was initially known as dream pop it's a subgenre of indie and alternative rock that emerged in the United Kingdom in the late 80s. It, sh- hold on. Shoegazing is that old? I guess. It's characterized by its other real sounding mixture of obscured vocals, guitar distortion and effects, feedback, and overwhelming volume. The term shoegazing mm-hmm. was coined by the British music press to describe the stage presence of a wave of neo-psychedelic groups who stood still during live performances in a detached, introspective, non-confrontational state with their heads down. So this is perfect for millennials. Yes. Non-confrontational. This was because the heavy use of effects pedals meant the performers were often looking down at the readouts on their effects pedals during concerts. Yes. Uh, Most shoegaze bands drew from the glide guitar template set by My Bloody Valentine on their late 80s EPs and 88 album isn't anything. Hold on a second. My Bloody Valentine has been out since the 80s? Uh, According to the fine folks at the Wikipedia organization. A loose label given to the shoegaze scene and other affiliated bands in London in the early 90s was the scene that celebrates itself. In the early 90s, shoegaze groups were pushed aside by the American grunge movement and early Britpop acts such as Suede, forcing the relatively unknown bands to break up or reinvent their style altogether. In the 2000s, there was renewed interest in the genre among new gaze bands. Now, I'm sorry, 
What what kind of bands? New Gaze. No, no, no. G A Z E. New Gaze. Like they're they're the new version of shoegazing. Oh, so not shoegazing, new gazing. Right. I got you. Okay. Uh so we've talked about this before, just in, in not part of this program, just yeah. talking. And all I know about this is it sounds terrible. So this toast, I'm actually going to kick over to you. Why me? Because you... Dude, it's very depressing music. (laughs) And and you're the music guy, right? I I feel like I'm probably the movie guy. I know a lot of fucking bizarre movie shit. But you are the music guy. This is even a genre that like I've never... I never heard of until I spoke with a... uh, I I spoke with this girl one day in, uh, in Brooklyn. We were in Brooklyn. And I spoke with this girl. She was very upset. She was very upset. I just happened to be walking down the street. She asked me if I can help her. Um, somebody, I guess, stole a uh, like a moped or a, a scooter, a Vespa, a Vespa. If you, yeah, right, right, right. And uh, she was like, "Look, if you see it, if if you can, you know, just keep an eye out for it. It has a bunch of you know band stickers." I was like, "Oh, get out of here! I'm into music. Like, what, what kind of band stickers? I'll, I'll look. I, you know, I'm from the neighborhood." <laughs> um, excuse me. Um, and she mentions this band I'd never heard of, and I was like, "Who? Who is that?" And so she tells me, and uh, I'm like, "What? What kind of music is that?" And she tells me shoegazing, and that just kind of we stopped me off looking for the moped and started googling. Yes, <laughs> and then I had to look up shoegazing. And Do you then, remember the name of the band? <sighs> it was something really like. It was douchey. Like, Hold on. I hate my life, or Dude, it was I like wish my very, life was over. Yeah, something, yeah, because it was just like, like it was it was very, like, like it, it was depressing. It was like suicidal music. Yeah. You know? Um, damn, I wish I remember the name of the band. It's, like, on the tip of my tongue. I know. Um, and I think you described the sticker to me, and it was, like, just a solid black stick with white letters, almost likened to, like, the Mean People Suck sticker from back in the day. It was something along the lines of I wish my life was over or some fucking weird. And I think the reason why I don't remember is because I wished her life was over. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'm, I'm, I'm like having this conversation with her. She was such like a depressed human being. Like I kind of felt bad for her. Was she cute? No, no. <clears throat> she looked like a, I mean, whatever. She looked like a bit of a junkie, you know? Okay, I got gotcha. you. Her boyfriend was there. Like, she was more masculine than her boyfriend. He was just I a gotcha. piece of fucking wet toast. Yeah. You know, he did nothing for her. She's like, I loved my scooter. I used to just sit in my apartment and look out my window at my scooter because I just loved it. And I'm like, you are a fucking lunatic. Hmm. You're a lunatic. So it sent me down this this rabbit hole of right. like looking up shoegazing music because, again, I never heard of it. And I'd been in a band... And I remember, you know, I, I I get it, right? You're you're playing music. If if anybody who listens was uh, was ever in a band or, or plays an instrument, you know, like a guitar, or bass, or anything like like I play bass, right? So uh, very little effects pedals. But I I remember the days when you would be on stage and you would be, you know, performing, and you would have to look down to either you know hit the pedal to activate like a, a particular... Like I would have like an overdrive pedal, right? So you, you step on the overdrive pedal. You'd have to look down to find out where it was. Because most of the time when you were performing, you were fucking half drunk, you know? Right. A lot of the guys who play are fucking high, you know? Um, or you'd have to look down to check your set list. You, you'd want to make sure like what song you were playing next. So you knew that if if you were the guy who was 
starting the song, you wanted to make sure that you were on the same page with everybody else. Right. Um, shoegazing, though, like I get where the term comes from. It basically uh, is music with a lack of emotion. That's the way I look at it. Like you're just standing on stage, you're staring at your feet. Like you might as well go fucking head first into the into the crowd. Right, right, and right. End it. <laughs> just end it. That's too poppy. I got it. Ah. Tomorrow Never Comes. That's it. That's Tomo- the name Let's of the band. listen to some Tomorrow Never Comes. Dude, it's so depressing. Tomorrow Never Comes. Everything is Zach Brown band. Tomorrow Never Comes. No, no, no. no. That's not it. Tomorrow Never Comes. Search. Oh, no. That's not right. What do you got? If tomorrow never comes, nope. I might it, actually it's, sleep. It's not it. Yeah, oh. It's this. This is it. So this is a band called Nothing. And the name of the song is called Tired of Tomorrow. That's what it is. Tired of Tomorrow. This useless twat. Dude, I'm a fairly positive. No, no, no. Person. Keep going. Keep going. Oh, I like sorry. it. Oh. Yeah, because there's a shitload of pedal effects that you need to fucking stare down and fucking switch between. <laughs> what, what do you think this song is about? Suicide. As every song by shoegazing is most likely about suicide. Dude, this song is another fucking six minutes long. What? I am Dungeon Master, your guide in the realm of Dungeons and Dragons. And let me ask you this. The mountain pass, do the towns on either side of the mountain use it as a route to transfer goods from one side to another? Why don't you give me a history check? A 12 or a 20? I be- uh, yeah, 20. 20? No, 20. <laughs> 13. And uh, would that be a 12 with your minus one intelligence modifier? <laughs> Dick. You're such a dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> uh, yes, yes, Brian. Yeah, it would be a twelve <laughs> with my minus one intelligence modifier. Yes. Uh so with a twelve, mm. uh you would know that it is a route that's used. 
you don't know how commonly it's used. And you also know that it's more than likely that while we travel this mountain pass, we're going to come across small villages. Okay. Well, so then my next question. In my limited time that I've spent in Hexley, mm -hmm. have I seen anybody coming into Hexley through the mountain pass or leaving Hexley taking the mountain pass? I just want to know if I've observed people using I would say you probably, you probably haven't observed anybody because you haven't really spent a lot of time at that pass. All right. Then maybe this is a conversation that Harrison should have with Albert. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. We'll, uh, we'll assume that this is before you. We're not going to call another audience. We're not going to go through all the pomp and circumstance. No, 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 we'll no. We'll that you're still... We'll, we'll just... We'll pick up right where we yeah. left off and say that this is after I just... Uh, Fucked Lu Lucas yeah. McCormick. No, I did the right thing. We'll see about that. Robin Bank. That's me. <laughs> Robin Bank. God damn it. That's not going to come back to my You've heard past. of that legendary hero, Robin Feds? <laughs> <laughs> Robin Gov. <laughs> yeah. Rob's from the rich. Uh, all right. So <clears throat> you're speaking to Alvord, and uh, you want to know basically how often this pass is used. So I'm, Harrison is going to explain to Alvord. So he'll say, uh, look, I'm making my way to uh, to Facebuyer. Ultimately, I'm trying to get over to, uh, to Keska Gorge and I have to bring Citadel with me. I'm looking to use the mountain path as a way to, uh, you know, to try to avoid any interactions with uh, with with people that's why obviously I'm not gonna go south and, and head through Vogstrom. any suggestions have you ever taken the mountain pass no uh, I've never taken it um, I know that it's pretty densely populated with dwarves uh, as soon as you start getting into the mountains that's where a lot of the dwarves are especially when you start getting into like how starfall it's where a lot of diamonds uh, and and ores valuable ores come from uh, so there will be a lot of merchants and whatnot using uh, this path, uh, either to resupply, uh, sell or trade what they've what they've found, or use it as a shortcut to get to Northridge. I understand. You think you would be able to spare a carriage? Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, I, don't, I mean, I've never walked this this mountain pass before, but I would imagine a carriage would be would be fine. Well, I figure I'll just take it as far as I can. It, it's only in an effort to hide Citadel, especially now that you're saying that dwarves are up there. Um, I'm sure it wouldn't be the least bit shocking for a dwarf to come in contact with a seven plus foot. Right. monstrosity like Citadel um, you know from where I'm sitting uh, are you witness are you witnessing this is that a caterpillar yeah yeah and he's it's like an inchworm he's inching his way up he's going side by side it's like he's doing like a Jane Fonda workout <laughs> One and two. he's gonna end up becoming a beautiful butterfly unless he gets eaten by the spider that was on my microphone last week I think he's dead, probably. You think? You, you were pretty aggressive with him. I'm terribly sorry. 
No, no, no. Don't be sorry. Maybe he's working his way up to Jefferson. Ah, uh, maybe. That's what it Trying is. Trying to get the stinky butt. Yeah, yeah. Plug that butthole. <laughs> <laughs> With a loofah. All right. Uh, you know, I do know someone who uses this mountain pass fairly regularly, and this person may or may not owe you a favor. Who might this person be? A Daver, Flint Striker. Oh, come on. He might be able to retrofit a carriage to make sure it's more um, all-terrain friendly. All right, that would be fair. For a second, I thought you were suggesting that he come with me. All right, let's see what we can do. All right. Uh, would you like to oversee this, or would you just prefer to have this dropped off under un unknown circumstances? Yeah, I think I'd prefer it that way. All right. Let's see how good of a job Daver does ah. retrofitting this son of a bitch. I ain't breaking out Glenn. Oh, come on. That was a six. Good. All right. Looks sturdy enough. Perfect. Some <laughs> wheels are bigger than others. <laughs> he talks about something about a rear differential. Who knows? Uh, you get this carriage back. I would say it's been one or two days. Uh, it's big enough for Citadel. And unless you have any other business, we will head out onto the mountain pass. I will stock up on whatever provisions I feel I might need. Excellent. Do you uh, happen to have a tally of how much gold you have on you? The last number I have mm -hmm. is 22. No, I think we're down to 17. I spent five gold for the uh, for the tobacco. That's right. Yes. All right, so we have 17 gold. So for eight gold, we will get you 10 days worth of supplies and basic dungeoneering equipment. Torches, ropes. Right, right. That kind of thing. That's fine. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll store it, obviously, in a, in a carriage. Yes. Shall we? Oh, God. Yes, we shall. Right. Very excited. <laughs> so, <clears throat> this is like Harrison's, like, real first journey into the unknown. He's never been in the mountains before. Yeah, because I would say you've never been to the swamps either, but you knew they were there. Right. And you kind of know... Not that there's pictures or anything, but you kind of know what to expect. Right. You've heard the stories. Maybe you've heard Alvord tell stories before. You kind of knew what you were expecting. This, uh, you've never been, I don't think, to House Starfall at all, correct? Correct. I think yeah, you've only traveled south. Yes. So I think for Harrison, like traveling into the unknown and and potentially being surrounded by dwarves is a very unique opportunity for him. He's comforted by the fact that Citadel is with him, and now he went through uh, his training regiment, so he, he feels he's a little more prepared. He can handle right. himself a little better. Yeah, you know. And now he's he's becoming more proficient with his uh, with his gauntlet, so so he's comfortable. Just one of those like unexpected journeys. Yeah. Uh, and I would imagine Citadel is powered down in the back of this cart as per the last trip that we took with him. Yes. Uh, one or two horses. You're sitting at the helm. Oh, I was going to pull it with a penny farthing. Do, 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 do. Ah, yes. <laughs> Time to go to the mountains. Uh, yeah, whatever was necessary to pull the carriage. Two horses, yeah. whatever. And you're, and you're in the, the, the cockpit. 
yeah, yeah. piloting this apparatus. All right. So for uh, for now, let's uh, let's roll a flat twenty and see how the first section of this journey goes. <laughs> yes. I rolled a one. Of course you did. <laughs> I'm sorry, I took provisions enough for how many days? <laughs> Not enough. God damn it. All right. So you uh you dis- What was that movie about the airplane that crashes and they have to alive cannibals? Yeah, yeah. That, that's gonna be me. On day one. <laughs> Panic stricken, I start eating the horse. So, uh, you disembark from... What time would you say would you leave? Would you stay the night and leave early yeah, morning? Yeah, leave early in the morning. Okay. Like, as the sun's rising? Correct. So, the pre-dawn hours, we're leaving. Hexley is to our backs. Uh, and already, as soon as we start leaving, we're, we're pretty deep into the mountains. It's not like we're at, like, foothills uh, and we're, we're progressing towards the mountains. Like, Hexley is in the fucking mountains. Right. Uh... So as the sun rises, it's almost cresting by like, you can't even really tell what time it is because the sun doesn't actually crest over you until about nine or 10 in the morning uh, because of how high these mountains are. And you are in this deep valley and uh, you see a sign uh, kind of run down, kind of beat up and it's directing you towards this little outpost. And the name of the outpost is the Thunderview Bluff. So it's probably some kind of resupply point for people traveling. Uh, The sign is kind of worn down. And as you travel, the humidity starts to get a little thick. And the cloud cover starts uh, blanketing the sky. And I would say by early afternoon, on an otherwise boring travel, uh, you hear the rumblings of thunder. And it, it starts like any typical thunderstorm where it, it goes from you hear the thunder and there's a couple of drip drops and we skip the sprinkle right into a downpour. Good. You're on a, this almost like a mini valley. Uh, it's probably wide enough for about four carts side by side. So plenty of room to let people pass you or to you know come uh, uh, head on with somebody and, and not collide with them. But unfortunately, water always tries to find its level. So as the rain starts coming down and it does not seem to be stopping, uh, it starts pooling around the wheels of this uh, of this carriage. Hmm. And now we're probably about three quarters of a day away from Hexley. Uh, so I don't see turning back and making a run for it back to Hexley an option, but here we are. So as I look down this pass, or path at this point, how far... So I'm on level ground right now. More or less. 
in a valley. Yeah, it, it, it's it's undulating. It kind of goes up a little bit, down a little bit. And I'm in the lower part where all the water is. Not, it's not that dramatic. But imagine hiking, right? Right. You, even though you're going uphill, sometimes you're leveling off, sometimes yeah, you're yeah. going down. So it's it's undulating. It's a little hard to tell your elevation and how pitched you are. Understood. How how high is this water? A couple not of e- inches? Not even. Oh, okay. But it's it's enough that you notice it as you look over the side of the cart. Right, like the water is now starting to, to gather right. underneath me. Okay, no, I'm going to continue to make my way down the down the path. All right. So this uh, this storm is not letting up at all. And uh, thanks to the ingenuity of Dave or Flint Striker, uh, your right rear wheel detaches from the cart. The jostling signals Citadel and he jumps right up uh, thinking the cart might be under attack. His warhammer at the ready, and he's kind of looking around real quick. Realizes there's no danger, and uh, kind of goes back to a relaxed position, and just kind of looks at you. I just turn to him and say, "We we lost the wheel. I'll take care of it." Do you need help? I'll let you know. All if right. you could just scooch over to the front left, that'd uh, be much appreciated. I mean, he takes up pretty much the entire bed, but he's strong enough. He could probably lift some of this. Uh, yeah, but I'd like to keep him under cover. Okay. For so he, he does as best as he can to uh, move over to one side. Okay. And uh, obviously I stop the cart. Well, the cart stops itself. I'll hop off. I'll retrieve the wheel. How heavy is the wheel? Is it big? I would think a... It's a big wooden wheel, yeah. I would say it's probably... Uh, give me a strength check. different die. I rolled a one. How is this possible? You rolled another one. Yeah, yeah. On a different die. Uh, <clears throat> do me a favor. Bring them. Roll a 1d4. A one. This is just a one day. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> as you uh, as you go to lift this wheel, your your feet kind of slip in the uh, in the mud. And you end up twisting your ankle. Good. Uh, We're off to a great start. Three quarters of a day in. Take uh, take two off your movement speed for the time being. And any um, dexterity checks will be done with disadvantage for the time being. So we have this, uh, this twisted ankle. Yeah. Uh, Three ones. In a row. All right. Well, I mean, statistically, Th- that should be an, th- that should be done. Yeah, or that should be enough, rather, for the uh, for, for months. the rest of for yeah. months. No. Okay. Uh, and just for shits and giggles. Uh, oh, you want me to roll again? No, no. Would you? No. <laughs> yes, but not right now. Would you say that you like are uh, able to like maybe drag this wheel? Uh, or do you think maybe we're going to just say, okay, Citadel, hop down and help me out with this? Harrison, at this point, I expect him to be just irate. Like, he's he's borderline broken. He's realizing we're not even one day into this trip. Right. And this is how we're starting out. Like, first the heavens open up, and it, it's like I'm going to drown on the back of a carriage. 
I see the water starting to pool up on, on the wheels, and now we lose a wheel. Citadel almost goes ballistic. And as I try to grab the wheel to affix it back to the cart, I fucking fall and twist my ankle. Yeah. Just not having a good day. So now, yeah, begrudgingly and with severe attitude, Harrison will call out to Citadel. Okay. And are we going to have Citadel more or less just do just do this, please? Yeah. Okay. While I fucking just storm off into the woods for a minute to... Like, well, you can't really storm off the ankle. You got to limp off. Uh, I'm going to drag... I'm gonna drag my like an angry zombie. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just uh, gonna kind of work my way off the off the road for okay. a minute just to collect my thoughts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me a one d six. Let's see how long it takes Citadel to uh, six. <laughs> I swear to God, I'm making this up. Oh, dude. oh God, six. Six minutes. Right? Six minutes. The guy, he's an engineer. So, after the first couple of hours, you realize that Citadel, while he's a brute, and he, he is able to, with one hand, lift the wheel, and with the other hand, lift the cart, uh, trying to negotiate this peg into the hole is a little more tricky for him. He's more of a macro. You know, he's yes. not very good with the micro. Right. Uh, after, like, the fourth hour... Uh, and now at this point I would imagine like you throw your hands up now you're trying to help him but you can't like you don't have the strength to actually so now it's one of these situations where he's holding everything and you're like no to the left no you're left no 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 the other no okay up up just a little bit by six hours we finally got this peg into the hole and you using your nimble fingers are able to secure it all back together Mm. and by the way, uh, let me just ask you this: How much? Uh, how much do you think that wheel weighs? I would say after uh, Daver's additions to it to make it more rugged, it's probably in the realm of like sixty to seventy pounds. Oh wow! So okay, like if you were on flat, dry ground, uh, you could probably lift it. I'm attributing this more towards the mud, the muck. Right. And not being able to get the leverage. Yeah, and it's on sinking. steady ground. Yeah. And, and that. No, no, no. I understand. Okay. So the, the wheel You, you has definitely loosened it up for him. You yeah, know yeah, I mean? yeah. Yeah, I, I greased the wheel. <laughs> so the wheel is finally affixed to the cart. Yes, right at dusk. Of course. We're going we're gonna to push through the night here. You're going to push through the night. Okay. Very, is it still raining? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not... We're not stopping. We're going to try to keep it going. We're, we're going to go as long as I could see the path that we're on. When it starts to get, if it gets really dark, like there's no moonlight to, to guide us, then... Well, there is no moonlight because it's thunderstorms. Oh, shit. My bad. Yeah. So, we really can't see. I'm just going to kind of pull off to the side then. I didn't think okay. about that. Alright. Um, so, I envision it. It's very tough to see. Now that it's getting dark out, it's very hard to see the uh, yeah the path in front. I mean, you can see it. It's not like you're like you're in a cone of darkness. Like right. You, well, you can, I, well, yeah, we're just going to pull over to the side. We're, we're going we're gonna to take a, a little break, a little breather. All right. So, taking this break, oh. what, what, uh, what was that? That was very dramatic. Yeah. Oh, for the sound effects. Oh. What do you, how do you envision this break going? Full of anger. <laughs> 
All right, so let me ask you a, a series of questions. I have them answered immediately. Uh, what are we doing with Citadel? Hiding him? Yeah, he's staying in the back of the cart, covered. Okay. What are you going to do? I'm going to lay across the bench seat in the front of the cart. Okay, covered up, I would imagine. Yeah, blankets. of course. Are you going to sleep? Here's, here's the thing. If you want to go to sleep, uh, that's fine. We will, we will repair your... We'll consider it a long rest. We'll go to sleep for the night. We'll repair your ankle. Uh, we'll probably still keep a low movement speed just because it takes more than one day to, or one night to heal an ankle, but we'll replenish that one hit point uh, and we will replenish uh, your um, disadvantage rolls on anything in involving agility. But any perception test while you're sleeping will be at disadvantage. If you choose to sl uh, stay awake and kind of stay watch, stay guard, uh, you will not roll disadvantage on perception checks, you will not heal at all, and you will also take one level of exhaustion. I view this that it's almost an in-between. I, I would almost say there's a, a short rest involved. Okay. So Harrison is just so aggravated, right? He's twisted his ankle, it's fucking pouring, the rain will not let up, the cart broken, finally fixed after a lot of confusion between himself and Citadel. So he's going to spend probably the first half of the night just really lamenting this trip. Like, should he have just gone south? Like, I, I think there's going to be a lot of, uh, yes, Th there's going to be a lot of, um, like, second-guessing himself. Like, should I have not gone this way? Should we have just taken the road that led through Vogstrom? And I, I think his I thoughts... I think that's probably normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because if, if it was going well, he'd be like, I'm a fucking genius. Yeah, exactly. Um, this is high risk, high reward kind of a deal. All right, so if we're going to split the baby uh, and not commit to one way or the other. <laughs> well, he's going to sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just that I'm not passing out right now. That, that's the point. So if, if, if you want to do the disadvantage on perception checks, no, no, no. obviously when I go to sleep. We'll give you, uh, here's what we'll do. We'll, we'll take back the hit point. So that's back to, you're back to full health. We're going to keep the disadvantage on agility. We're going to keep this, uh, the, the loss in movement speed. We're not going to take a level of exhaustion. And we'll let you keep the, uh, the perception checks, which I'm going to ask you to roll right now. I might as well roll a 12. <laughs> Fucking roll higher. It, you know what would be funny is if you rolled a 12 and got a 12. Okay. So while you're kind of stewing, I would say, that's probably the best way to put it, yeah. just fucking stewing. Uh, especially because, like, you don't, not that you're this kind of person, but you don't have anyone to blame it on. And no. there's nobody else who fucked up that you can unleash your rage on. And I would, I, I'm getting the feeling that Harrison is very self-critical. Yes. He's not a rage. He doesn't like to rage. Right. You know, but he will be overly hard on himself. Yeah. You know. While you're sitting there stewing, you notice up on the cliff face an opening. Probably big enough for you. It's probably about nine feet, ten feet above you. And it's the middle of night. Still raining. Yeah. 
you notice it because while you're laying there, you can almost see like a stream of water falling kind of separate from a very small stream. Right. And you realize as you follow the stream up, it's coming from an outcropping of stone. And how, how large is the uh, this cutout? Probably from where you're seated. It definitely looks like it's big enough for you to, not comfortably, but big enough for you to walk in. Like maybe like your hair would be brushing the top of the right. opening. Have I slept yet or no? This is still while I'm awake. Uh, that's up to you. I'm kind of treating this like you're kind of dazing in and out. Okay. Like you're kind of raging, mad at yourself, and you kind of fall asleep for a little bit. And maybe like the rain kind of like hitting your nose or whatever, and, you, huh? and you're up again for maybe an hour. Restless night is kind of how I'm yeah, yeah. chalking this yeah, up Yeah, that to. makes sense. Do I get a sense like how much, like how far into the night are we? Like are we getting close to, to dawn? It's hard to tell. Can't tell. Okay. Have you ever had one of those nights, because we work overnight. Yeah. And we obviously have the benefit of clocks or whatever, but have you ever had one of those nights where you're like, oh, it's got to be like three or four in the morning, and you look and it's one thirty. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Just like your perception of time is way out of whack. Right. So. Yeah, that's this kind you're of You're just laying there in anger, and you're dozing in and out, so it's anyone's guess. All right, I'm going to stay in the court. Okay. Uh, His rationale is, look, fucking wheel falls off. It's raining. I try to fix the wheel. I fucking hurt myself. Like, now what? I'm going to go try to climb into this fucking mountain right. hole so I can fall and break my neck? Like, Harrison just stays in the uh, All right. on the bench. So at some point, uh, it gets it starts getting lighter out. And by the way, I picture the bench being very uncomfortable. Yeah, it's just flat. <clears throat> You know, splinters. Like it's it's not it's not wide enough for him to lay down comfortably. Like his feet are hanging over the edge. It's like putting a lot of pressure on his calves. He's like, this is bull. It's not like you have my pillow. Right. You want to nestle up maybe in Citadel's armpit? <laughs> no. Cradle yourself like a baby. <laughs> no. Go spoon with Citadel. Um, would you talk to Citadel at all? Like while you're laying awake? Uh, Even just small talk or just like probably not. Uh, see, the way I view it, like he shuts down. Right, like he's shut down. He'll, um, no, there there would be no small talk, especially on a night like this where I'm just stewing. Would you be yelling at yourself out loud? You think? No, maybe like uh, muttering under my breath, but not yelling out loud. I don't okay. think he's uh, like screaming at the sky. No, no, not like that. But just like thinking out loud. No, no, okay. he's more like, I guess, introverted when it yeah, comes to. Right. Comes to that. You just have that fucking that mean mug on your face oh, and yeah. just not happy. Not happy. Okay. So at some point it starts getting lighter outside, but because of the storm, it is hard to tell um, what time of morning it actually is. But it's bright enough now where you can see. Uh, are we going to continue forward? Yes. All right. Um, I mean the rain is just like the water is just pouring off the sides of the, the mountain and you can see the water is rushing either in front of you or towards the, your back uh, depending on the angle of which you are traveling. Um, Has it now pooled higher than what it was when... Uh, sometimes yes, sometimes no. It depends okay. on your terrain. Right. You know, there's been times where you go through a puddle where it comes up like maybe an eighth of the way up, up the wheel. Uh, leaves a big splash as you thunder past. Uh, give me a perception. So I would say as you're traveling the first couple of hours, you notice more and more of these caves 
sprinkled throughout. And at some point, you find one that's not quite big enough for you to fit in walking. Uh, but you notice one on the ground. And I would say you've probably seen about seven, eight, maybe nine of these caves in total so far. Some of them are on the left. Some of them are on the right. Some of them are higher up. Some of them are lower down. This one is on the ground level. All right. So uh, I take it we've been uh, we've been pushing on this day for a couple of hours. Maybe we'll take a uh, we'll take a break. I'm gonna stop, grab a bite to eat, and I'm gonna maybe take a, a quick little jaunt towards that uh, that opening. Okay. So you got a 15, actually a 16. 16. So while you look in, you do see. Um, again, this one isn't quite big enough for you to walk in. Maybe if you hunched down, uh, it would still be probably a little uncomfortable. This might be more of like a crawling in all fours mm. going in. But if you were to squat down and look in, uh, you could see that it goes straight for, from your estimation, probably 10, 15 feet, and then starts sh- turning sharply uh, to the right. Where it turns, you can see an object uh, laying on the, on the dirt. And this cutout is just big enough for me to be on all fours crawling in here? It's bigger than that, but not big enough to comfortably, like, just kind of bend your head down and walk in. Right. It's in the middle somewhere. So I have to, like, really crouch down in order to... Uh, yeah, picture, like, the catcher stance in baseball. Okay. Right? That would give you probably, like, six to ten inches of headroom. Oh, If okay. you're able to walk like and that. How far is this? Like 10, 15 feet in. All right. I am going to... Uh, I'm going to attempt to utilize my mage hands. Ooh, okay. Give me a flat 20 with advantage. You're, you're pretty good with these mage hands by this point. Thank God you said advantage. Uh, 15. What did you drop? A 1. <laughs> uh, so you reach in and you, you grab this thing, and with a little bit of effort, uh, maybe this object is slightly buried into the, the dirt or whatever. But with a little bit of a, like a, when you have a hose, you're trying to pull the hose and you're like, what the fuck is this thing stuck on? You right. do a little bit of maneuvering and then it, whatever it was breaks free. That kind of scenario, you get this this uh, this object and you start drawing it towards you. And as it gets closer and closer, you realize it is a small, uh, albeit intact, skeletal arm. Can I derive by the size of the arm if it was human? Give me... A medicine check. I should look that up. Fifteen. Sixteen. Thank you. Thank you. You can tell that it is not a child. If you had to guess, it was either a human with a birth defect or a dwarf. Okay. Yeah, we're stepping out of this cave. Okay. I'm leaving the arm there. Okay. It wasn't grasping anything. It was just uh, by itself. But it was just a... Yeah. Okay. A disembodied skeletal arm. Okay. Uh, Yeah, I'm getting back on the call. Okay. I'm done with my snack and my meal. Good. And we're going to press forward? We're going to press forward. All right. Uh, so as you go, you see more of these holes drilled out into the, uh, into the sides of the mountain. The storm is still uh, raging. The unrelenting storm. 
Was that for how many more days it's going to last? Have you ever heard of the term flash flood? Yes. Give me a perception. 15. So while you're operating this this very rugged carriage, uh, courtesy of Dave or Flintstriker. But I thought this was like the Mercedes of carriages. Yeah, it's like a Range Rover. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Flesh fillets. As you are traveling, I would say that you're on like this really long straightaway. And you notice uh, this sound first. And it almost sounds like a stampede. You've probably heard stampedes before. Um, Buffalo or or bulls or cows. Yeah. Um, but that's the first sound that you kind of notice. Like, what the hell? Kind of. And then from around the bend down the way, probably a couple hundred feet, several hundred feet even maybe in front of you, it bends. And from around the bend, you just see a wall of water coming toward you. Oh, it is roughly, I would say, five feet high, maybe six feet high. And it is coming uh, at an incredible rate. Uh, Citadel? Uh, Now, there are these outcroppings around you. Some of them are higher up, some of them are lower down. And you have Citadel in this cart. Uh, What would you like to do? Oh, that's, that's what I do. I go, Citadel? And he jumps up. Grab our stuff. So he starts hoisting up bags of food. Is he done? Sure. I say, grab me and let's go up. He picks you up and hoists you up onto his shoulder. That is a 12. And he gets you up to like maybe an outcropping. Um, with a 12, he was not able to get all of the food. Your horses and your cart are now washed away. Good. Uh, now, luckily, he's not really having a hard time holding on to everything and holding the cliff. He just kind of locks up and almost like uh, under attack. Blase. Hey, you okay over there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mosquito? Yeah. Uh, almost blase, just kind of hanging out and just kind of like. Um, you had nine days of food left. Give me a 1d4. Let's see how many parcels of food are gone. Yeah. You're keeping track, you have it. Okay. So, of course you are. Why won't you? Um. <laughs> <laughs> now my muttering under my breath is starting to get loud. Is that what you're saying to yourself? Yeah. Uh, Citadel kind of looks around and just... The mountains are very pretty. Yes, Citadel. Yeah. Very picturesque up here. I hope you enjoy seeing them on foot, being that we no longer have horses or a cart to hide you in. We haven't seen anybody yet, and with the storm coming, we'll probably have a clear path. I hope you're right. I take it you wouldn't mind carrying the supplies? Sure. 
All right, let's just hang out up here until the water passes. Okay. Um, I would say he's probably grasping onto the ledge of one of these holes. Um, it, does it look like the water right now is just like unrelenting? For right now, yeah. Okay. I think I'm going to... Is the hole big enough for him to get into or no? No. Nope. All right. So I just say, hey, hang out here for a minute. <laughs> no. <laughs> no pun, I swear to God. Um, I'm going to climb up his arm. Okay. And can I fit into this hole? Sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go and... Uh, this gonna... one's a little bigger. This yeah. one is like if you just kind of crouch down a little bit. Okay. Uh, like duck your head. You can, you can fit into it without a problem. All right. Yeah, I'm going to... I go into the hole. Okay. Uh, are you just like... Just so you get out of the rain, yeah, or yeah, okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm gonna turn and look and see what's into the uh, into the hole as far as I can see. It's a tunnel, same as the other one. Right. Uh, it goes deep into, and then at some point starts dropping down. Okay. Yeah, I'm just gonna kind of hang out on that. Okay. Um. Are we gonna just wait until this storm? Yeah, I'm gonna wait out the rain. Okay. So the rain ends the following day. Um. Okay. So this was like a two-day storm. Yeah. Uh, which is kind of typical for this time of year. We're getting into the spring, you know, spring showers. Would you uh, would you sleep, or is it similar to? No, it's probably going to be a uh, a reenactment of the night before. So uh, throughout the night, the rain starts to subside. Um, Probably somewhere near midnight, but at this point, there's probably no reason trekking on. The water subsides. Give me a perception. Five. From somewhere in this cavern, you can't quite discern where um, you hear almost like a heavy breath or some kind of sustained um, exhale is the best way I could describe it but high pitched sounding is reverberating off the walls and you can't quite make out where or how far away or really what direction okay so I look out of the uh, this dwelling that I'm in uh, it stopped raining that flash flood that blew through here like the water has subsided yes alright I start climbing down Citadel's arm okay to get back onto his shoulder alright and um, come on Citadel it's time to go and he just kind of but he doesn't actually do this but he almost kind of just shrugs and just lets go and you guys fall the 8-9 feet he lands on his feet and uh, sets you down next to him. And are we going to stay here or are we going to go forward? No, we're going to go forward. Okay. So I would say it's probably pre-dawn at this point. You're finally okay. able to start seeing um, the last remnants of like the stars in the sky as the sun starts to rise. And we're going to push forward. Yes. Good. We have about five days of food left. And probably about eight days of travel su suspecting that nothing else is going to go wrong you're gonna have nothing's gonna go wrong yeah 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 here. yeah i'm sure no single digits everything will be fine so let me ask you this if it seems to rain a lot in this area i would think that there's a lot of vegetation 
in like these valleys that we're cutting through? Um, I would say that like, yeah, there's outcroppings, right, of uh, like grassy areas here or there. All right, I will. But this is more like sediment, mud, cracked rock. You might see like a uh, a real sturdy like pine tree growing out the side of the mountain at some point. Mushrooms are pretty prevalent, um, but unfortunately, especially with this this tsunami that just came through, tsunami snake, <laughs> uh, it destroyed a lot of the vegetation. Okay, then disregard that idea. All right, so we uh, we press on. Okay. Uh, Horses less than one day. Uh, almost two. Storm. One and three quarters. Skeleton arm. Flash flood. Heavy breathing. Uh, yeah. Speaking of which, I had to take the mountain pass. This, this is—he's just constantly repeating. Now, now his <laughs> his mantra is now building. Yeah, yeah. It's like clerks. I'm not even supposed to be here today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dante. As you're walking. Uh, you find an, a full skeleton on the side of the mountain, like kind of ha- like there's a hole, one of these one of these holes that you've been seeing, about maybe shoulder height on Citadel, six feet above you maybe, with the upper torso of a skeleton kind of hanging off the side, hanging off the side. Like, yeah, like uh, like uh, you can see like the like top it, of its head and its arms are hanging out of the cave. Yeah. So his the rest of his body is inside of, right. of this this tunnel. Harrison looks at Citadel. He's like, what, what what's going on here? Not expecting some educated answer back from this guy. It's just more like rhetorical. Well, luckily Citadel doesn't understand rhetorical questions. No, of course not. Corpses. That was Whitmore. I don't know why he did Whitmore. Yeah, yeah. Corpses. Corpses. Yeah. I think we need to uh we need to get out of this area. I don't like the looks of this. There's only two ways to go. Two ways. Forward or back? Oh, no, no, no. We're, we're going forward. Okay. Yeah, we're not turning around. We're, what, three days in? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as you're walking past, you see that this skeletal poor sap uh, is holding or is on top of an object. Uh, like a like a case of some kind or a box of some kind. Just because of your facial expression after you said that, like, uh, all right, you, you got me. <laughs> you got me. I'm in. How far? How far up is like it? Like six feet, five six feet. Citadel could probably reach it. Hey Citadel, do you see that? You see that box? Yes. You think you can grab it? Yes. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. And he reaches up, and as I'm sure, as delicate as he's able to do, mm. <laughs> just breaking the bones apart. Like, it's, it's starting to rain rib bones on you. Uh, he pulls out this, this thing. It actually turns out to be a book. And he hands it to you. Remember, the Dice of Pipes podcast does not promote suicide. Back to the show. <laughs> oh, boy. Hi, everybody. Oh, we're back. Yeah. Mm. That's not even their most popular song, by the way. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Vertigo Flowers. 
No, we're done. We're going to move on. Yeah, from we that. can. Yeah. That was a great gameplay session. Lots of ins and outs and what have you. Lots of irons in the fire. Why do you sound so depressed? I don't know. You've been. You've been listening to too much shoegazing. Yeah. I'm a new gaze. You're a new gazer, not a shoegazer. By the way, no rolls this episode. Yeah, I had one. Shit. I think. No rolls for me. That's what I meant to yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, you, you're getting better. Well. As I get drunker. How does that make any sense? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. Um, well, I want to thank everyone for listening. Please rate this podcast. and. You sound so sad. Tell your friends. It's um, it's a really good show. We have a we have a lot of fun here. It doesn't sound like it, but yeah, no, it's a lot of fun. No, but by the sound of your voice is well, I have some things on my mind now. It's very depressing. Um, what's the matter? Well, to to tool. Great band. Can't wait for the. I don't want to say the 30th because this will be out after the 30th. Yes. To the memory remains. Who was that woman that they hired to do that? Who? I don't know. I don't know. Two dice. And pipes. Fuck it. (laughs) 